Hello and welcome to Healing from Within. I am Cheryl Glick, Reiki Master, Energy Teacher, Medium, and author of a trilogy with the newest edition, A New Life Awaits, Spirit Guided Insight to Support Global Awakening, which shares stories and messages from spirit that show us our challenges in life are not economic, political, or societal, but often a deep disconnect from our true soul wisdom and inner being. Today we welcome Camilla Taft-Hick and Margaret Mendel, authors of The Gift of Life, Aging Well, Aging Smart, and Wisdom for the Journey. And it's a very detailed book on how to move into the last chapters of physical life, appreciating, reviewing, healing, and putting in order the many experiences and joys, as well as difficulties, of a life lived with which only our soul can live. Most people focused on the doing, not reflecting on who we are, and have become over the course of our journey in life. But this latter part of our life is as meaningful as all the other parts, and if done well, with good intention, can provide the grace that it was intended to be. And I really like that. Hello, Camilla and Margaret, and so nice to be talking with you, Margaret, again. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here, Cheryl. Yes, and Camilla and Margaret, as listeners of Healing from Within are so well aware, my esteemed guests and I share intimate, intriguing stories that often allow for a greater awareness of the challenges we face in a physical, three-dimensional life experience. And once we recognize and remember we are spiritual beings who have actually chosen this life for the purpose of evolving to higher vibrations of greater consciousness and a greater comprehension of our capacity to love and learn greater compassion. In this duality of life, we begin to remember that we are not separate entities, but connected to each other, mind, body, and spirit, finding a way past human limitations and often past suffering. In today's episode of Healing from Within, Margaret and Camilla have delivered a book about enjoying life and finding fulfillment as we age, not concentrating on suffering and worrying about the end of life, but being bold enough to realize all of life is important. I use the metaphor of the journey to describe living our later years. These years present all of us with opportunities to rise to the occasion, the occasion of claiming our accomplishments and strengths, facing our vulnerabilities, and deciding how to complete our individual journeys. It is not something we often think about, but like anything we have accomplished in our life, a great deal of planning and preparation has gone into it, and living in senior years demands perhaps even more attention. Kamala and Margaret, I always love to ask my guests to think back to their childhood and remember a person, place, or event that may have signaled to them the interests, work, or lifestyle they might have in adulthood, for within the soul is imprinted the life path 
and and destiny, and it is only ours to discover. So what kind of child were you, both? So can you both answer this? Sure. This is Camilla, and I'll begin. Um, I would just place my journey and what's brought me here today in the context of family. And um, the book that we're talking about, The Gift of Life, is um, it grew up out of my aunt Martha Henderson's experience um, early in her life when she realized the importance of living well to the end of this part of the journey on, in life. And I just was with her and witnessed her working with people as they came to their life's end. And it had a really profound impact on me. It really brought me to the place of understanding health as one of my core values and and wanting to be part of this embracing of the unknown of our futures. So um, my aunt's book that she she really started on to capture her um, her path and her work with people as they aged um, is is where that was the genesis for this book. And when she passed away in 2018, her husband gave me the book and um, and it just became an opportunity. I felt that she had provided so much guidance and wisdom for me that um, I I saw an opportunity to share this wisdom with the world and was able to connect with Meg, who had her own path to being a part of this work that we're sharing with you today. Well, nothing's random, and you were supposed to write the book and finish it for your aunt. And, Camila, you wrote the issue of, you wrote this, the issue of spirituality, of finding meaning in life and death, is an underlying theme that kept surfacing in my personal and professional life. I have always been drawn to older adults, including their wrinkles and gray hair, markers of their survival skills. I have seen their creative adaptations to chronic illness and living life fully in the face of having to slow down. I have marveled at their wisdom, humor, and uh, perspective. And uh, weren't you a geriatric nurse practitioner? So I'm here representing my Aunt Martha Henderson's career. And it's a, yes, exactly. And this is a posthumous publication of her work. And it was a very, a very beautiful path to um, echo these words and see them echoed in the life of Margaret Mendel because Margaret was referenced in the acknowledgments of the book. And I was, I was working through the text and realizing how vital it would be to have someone with the hands-on experience with this population and with these um, issues that come with end of life. And I found just that with Margaret and, and so many of the passages she, um, she added to my aunt's um, initial work and was able to, to feel the resonance of, of those words in her own life. So I'll just give her an opportunity to share what that path and what her own experiences in her life were that brought her to this. Okay. All right. Margaret, would you like to tell us something about your earlier life that may have led you to an interest in this topic? Sure, Cheryl. Um, So as a little girl, 
my mom would volunteer at nursing homes and I would go along with her. And I absolutely loved meeting and being with older individuals, whether it was a spark in their eye or the love that they conveyed and the gratitude of the moment, uh, wisdom. And I, I felt it then as a young girl that I wanted to do something with the older population. And I continued on and went to graduate school and became a social worker. And I worked in hospice for a number of years and launched my own company, Halcyon Elder Care. And I continued to work with older individuals, people with chronic illnesses, terminal illnesses, and their families. Absolutely. Okay. So you see, we are born with a compass within us and a purpose and as life unfolds we gather that purpose and you just told us what the book is about and why uh, you decided to write this book and you have a tremendous amount of actual detail on how to work whenever this final chapter begins for you for some people it's in their 60s 70s when, whenever you feel a moment that life is changing and there's a transition. Now, I was, you asked me to write an endorsement for your book. And, uh, you know, uh, life can bring us so much joy and meaning. But it boils down to deciding on our values and our priorities. And we really do have to prepare for all aspects of life. And mostly, and most importantly, our senior years. So I wrote this after reading the book because I had not read a book like this before, and I've interviewed 700 authors on metaphysical, uh, psychological, philosophical, spiritual matters, uh, and this is the first book like this that I have read, and it, it was done so well. So I was asked to write the review by you, and this is what I wrote. The gift of life, aging well, aging smart, and wisdom for the journey shares how the experience of dying can be compared to the experience of being born. It shares how we can find fulfillment as we age and empowers us to control end-of-life decisions so we can surrender at the end of life with grace and gratitude for the miracle of the entire journey. Recommended for everyone ultimately preparing for the final chapter or the final frontier, life beyond life. Thoughtful and explicit details of the process. So for our listeners, there really is no death. There is only transition. And this this book helps you transition during the challenges of the senior years and prepare you without fear uh, for what comes next. So the the book starts with an overview of life journeys and the major part of the book describes traveling the journey of later life, addressing the most compelling issues. So what are some of the compelling issues and how do we become aware of the overview of the journey or the transitions. This is Camilla. I'll just start with that. Um, basically, the journey, and, you, and you've and you mentioned this already, Cheryl, but 
it, it has to do with the physical, which may be the impetus for thinking about life and life transition, but also the psychological and the spiritual are such important elements that, that we talk about in the book and that, um, that are the dimensions we have the opportunity to, to develop as we go through the aging process. And um, I think just to, just to point out attitude, um, as, as Meg and I were reflecting and discussing earlier, um, I have a friend in her 60s who at the time said to me, you know, I've had a really good life. And when the end of my life, the beginning of my transition to the next unknown uh, comes, I'm ready for that. And I, I just found a lot of inspiration in that, the fact that some people, and I, and I hope to embrace that, and this is what I'm learning through this journey, that there's, there's a certain perspective that we can gain and sh- even share with others when we, when we realize the nearness of life's end. So that can have to do with our physical lives, relationships, who do we want to make amends to, um, who do we want to spend time with, what are our values, and then our spiritual lives. Oftentimes towards the end, people, people will go back to maybe where they started in their growing up years. What was their faith tradition or what is it from, from their other elements of their life that have fed them spiritually and how can they be strong in that as they move towards the end of their lives? So various ways that we can um, meditate on and even practice letting go and allowing our spiritual and our and our values um, to um, help us find the way. In so, the this, so this time can be a wonderful uh, time for you to review life. You know, they say when you pass, there's a life review and you see everything uh, that you have experienced in life. But we can do it while we're still here. And we can do it with joy, and we can do it um, with resolving, as you say, any issues that maybe we weren't able to do previous to this time of transition. Now, you give some signs of noticing when you're really beginning to be in this transition stage, physical signs, like noticing... uh, Perhaps your energy is waning, you're more tired, you might be doing, you might not be doing some of the physical things you were doing before. And uh, tell us a few more of what we start to notice in this time. It doesn't mean we can't function, it just means uh, processes are changing. So Cheryl, this is Meg and I'll take it, Margaret. And um You know, this past week I spoke with someone and he said, I think I'm slowing down a bit. And, you know, he can't play tennis any longer due to a knee problem. Or we may not be able to move as quickly. We may all of a sudden have a diagnosis of arthritis we never had before. Uh, I have clients tell me they're not as sharp as they were 10 years ago. So it's observing and noticing the changes that are taking place and embracing the fact that, yes, this is happening. This is happening and it's okay. And for us to have the courage to talk about it with each other because it's real. 
Yeah, a, a child may notice that a parent uh, should not be driving any longer because uh, maybe there are vision problems or mobility problems. And, and we have to allow people in our community to help us deal with these situations without getting too fearful. And we might know that death might be coming sooner than later, <laughs> and we want to prepare for it. And we want, we want to be comfortable. We want to be living in the right place, have the right help. So let's talk about enjoying life while caring for your health. Very important. There are things we have to do. So, that's right. And just having this approach to um, recognizing, as you mentioned, that death may be coming sooner rather than later, gives us an opportunity to look at options. Um, some of the things that we cover in the book would be um, what kind of what kind of health decisions we can make to um, foster the best quality of life. That means having a good relationship with our with our primary care physician, um, keeping up with medication, all the details that go into that. Having a trusted neighbor, or friend, or family member who we can turn to. Um, even though we may be limited in some ways, we might have also have more time for the quality things that we want to do. So understanding how limitations and changes can heighten our enjoyment of the things that we do have. So we also include um, details about making a decision about where you might want to live. Do you want to live near your children? Yes. And if we do, if people that make a decision to live near their children really need to have honest conversations about what that looks like, how much time will they spend with their children, uh, what other social outlets will they have, and some of the some of the resources like the Council on Aging offices throughout the country, what are some community resources, faith communities, how to keep friendships going or start new friendships if you're in a new place. These are some of the details that um, we're able to share based on, you know, both Margaret and Martha's long dedication to helping seniors with these issues. Are you enjoying life while you care for your health? What brings you joy? How can you maximize that joy on a regular basis? And what are the important ways to spend your time and energy? Those are very important questions that most people probably don't sit down and think about. They may be worried their health is changing. They may be worried their living conditions need to change. Uh, but they have to sit down and ask these questions and realize they can have a good quality of life. They can make new friends. They can uh, resolve issues with maybe family members, and things can be good. And then again, we have to we have to have a healthy lifestyle. You want to tell us about a healthy lifestyle that people really need to do, no matter what phase of life we're in. Cheryl, I think a healthy lifestyle is mind, body, and spirit. So, you know, eating right. Physically getting exercise or yoga or meditation, seeing your doctor for your physicals, um, social stimulation um, and not being isolated, journaling, a wonderful, wonderful thing, journaling, um, you, you know, getting out into nature, proven. 
again and again. Excellent. All excellent, all excellent ideas. And of course, minimize stress and take steps to, to do that. All right? So we, we need to do that also. So let's go on to, um, you suggest, uh, a physical plan, like a folder that people may have to include um, Medicare and health insurance information and other information. How do you suggest doing that? So, Cheryl, in in my company that I've owned for 20 years, um, yes, we have a red folder, and you can even attach a magnet for it to be on the refrigerator. But in that red folder is a list of all the medications. It's a copy of the Medicare card, the secondary insurance card, um, the power of attorney, the living will or advanced directive. So all those important documents are right there if you need to go to the hospital, right there, and nobody needs to worry on where are they at. And it's a wonderful resource to have when the ambulance arrives or your loved one needs it and doesn't have to be panicking and shuffling through your purse or wallet. That's what I really loved about your book, that you make it so easy for people to see how to do these things. They're all important ways to prepare, and then you have less anxiety if you know all this has been done. So people have to Spend some time, sit down, and take care of all these things. Now, do religions make their takes on death and dying? You do discuss this in the book. Can you repeat that question, please? Let me see here. Do religions make their takes on death and dying? Every religion offers a comment on death. Uh, I have exactly. here the, the Hindu version, which I liked very much. Should I read it? <laughs> the Hindu yeah, version. Yeah. I like this very much. As the rivers flowing east and west merge in the sea and become one with it, forgetting they were ever separate rivers, so do all creatures lose their separateness when they merge at least into pure being. And that's... So one, isn't that so beautiful? Yeah. Living and dying yeah. involve mysteries that surprise and humble us. So that was in your book. I, I kind of really liked that a lot. And we really um, wanted to point out that um, some of the practices, whether they have to do with being in nature or faith traditions, um, they give us an opportunity to realize these wisdoms, these truths, that um, we have different ways that we can practice letting go and, and coming into a space, a spiritual space of um, it, it can often just be a fleeting thing. But there are many opportunities in life to let go and to appreciate the value of that as it gives us different perspectives. So I would just add that that's part of the um, part of the spiritual journey as well, and and even um, I'm a I'm a yoga instructor, and for those that practice yoga, you know that we oftentimes will end our practice with shavasana, which means corpse pose, which is just a, a way of allowing our bodies to incorporate the benefits of the practice, but also a letting go. 
we're trying to come into a moment of stillness as often we do in a meditative practice. Many of us are very close with our, with our animals and they, dogs and cats just have shorter lives. And sometimes the wisdom that we learn from our animals is this practice of, of letting go and realizing that we can go on and that we can bring the perspective of loss in order to see with new eyes what we still have. So these are just some of the some of the realities that come with um, with letting go and with practicing for the journey. I remember 25 years ago, a medium told me that I was going to write these three books, and I had to learn to surrender and let go. And I had trouble understanding exactly what that meant because I, I'm not a quitter, <laughs> and it's very hard for me to let go when I know I'm standing in my truth, even though it's necessary to allow and surrender uh, to what is because it's part of our journey. And you feel more comfortable with everyone and everything when you're able to do that. So I'm glad you mentioned letting go. And what would you like readers to take away? There's so much in this book. Well, one of the stories, um, I'll just start and then Margaret can share in closing. Um, the, the example that I had um, was, it was just one of watching and listening and, and seeing how my aunt was able to, to touch people's lives and what her philosophy and values were that my family really incorporated into our psyches, I would say, into our spirits. And when the time came that my own mother, this was um, Martha's sister, her older sister, suffered a stroke, and it was a, a quite traumatic event, and there was not a lot of opportunity for her to get better, we were really on the same page about that. And my father had had many conversations with her, as we had, about what kind of life did she want. At, at one point, she wanted to be able to sit on the couch and watch a movie with her grandchildren, and that would have made life meaningful for her. But at the time of this traumatic event, um, we knew from all of the things she had shared that that was not going to be the life she would have, and we were fortunate enough to have doctors who really listened to us and, and knew in their own discerning that this was truly what she wanted for her life. And so it was a powerful example of being as ready as one can be for um, a transition out of this world. Yeah. And I take great, great she, comfort from She that. wanted to live on her terms, and she wanted to pass on her terms. And that's exactly. the greatest gift we as loving uh, family members can give our loved ones. So I want to thank you, Camilla Taft-Hicks and Margaret Mindell, for authoring this much-needed overlook at ways to improve and minimize anxiety and concerns in the last part of life, senior years. Like anything else that is accomplished or done well in our life journey, a great deal of attention and planning are needed. To learn more about preparing for your best approach to living with greater health and happiness in the end-of-life chapter, go to thegiftoflifebook.com. In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within, we have been helped to remember that life is about enjoying and finding fulfillment 
in all chapters of our life, especially as we age. These years present all of us with opportunities to rise to the occasion, the occasion of claiming our accomplishments and strengths, facing our vulnerabilities, and deciding how to complete our individual journeys. It is not something we often think about, but like anything we have accomplished in our life, we need to think about it and provide a plan and preparation for our senior years and those demands. We need to be able to assess the transitions that we will face through changing health conditions and to have the right medical counseling so we can best handle changing health challenges and then must determine living conditions that are suitable to our challenges and prepare with family so they know our health proxy wishes and prepare a living will. Preparation we keep saying it over and over again, is necessary for success in all areas of life. And in preparing for the final phase of life, we will make it possible to be less stressed and more accepting of any and all challenges as they surface. We would like you to remember that life is the opportunity in preparation for an endless journey beyond the physical and for those who can embrace a spiritual awareness of their soul and physical life, many painful experiences will be allowed, accepted, and surrendered to, and the ending of this life will prepare us for the next. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within and author of the newest book in a trilogy, A New Life Awaits. And I invite you to visit my website, CherylGlick.com, to read about and listen to leaders, authors, visionaries, metaphysicians, scientists, spiritualists, medical professional, energy healers, psychologists, and many in the arts and music fields as they search for clearer understanding of human and divine nature. Shows may also be heard on webtalkradio.net and dreamvision7radio.com. Thank you.